Welcome to Learn Buddhism. I'm Alan Pido. When I was starting off in Buddhism, I would wonder how to actually practice Buddhism that was authentic, that was actually following what the different Buddhist traditions actually taught. And thankfully, Buddhism has an answer to that. You've heard me refer to in prior episodes the threefold training in Buddhism. The threefold training is based upon the Buddha's Noble Eightfold Path. So the Eightfold Path is grouped into three different categories. There is wisdom or prajna, there is conduct and morality, and there's also discipline or concentration, which we may sometimes refer to as meditative concentration. These three categories are not independent of each other. They are actually practiced all together. And when we look at the different Buddhist traditions, they are all practicing this threefold training, but in different ways. But this is what we need to do to essentially round out our practice, our life, in order to become awakened to the truth, to become enlightened, to realize our true natural state of nirvana. And this is what the Buddha gave us. Again, the Buddha said his Noble Eightfold Path was the path when practiced fully will get you towards enlightenment. And the threefold training is that practice. Now, when we look at the different Buddhist traditions out there and how they practice the threefold training, they may not always refer to it as the threefold training, but they're practicing all these different components in different ways. So let's kind of go through them. The first one is wisdom, or sometimes referred to as prajna. This is this ultimate wisdom, the truth, the knowledge that we don't have. We are ignorant of the truth that the Buddha taught, but wisdom is so important because the training that we have in this part of the threefold training is the cultivation of wisdom and it encompasses the parts of right understanding and right thought in the noble eightfold path so when we are cultivating wisdom there's a few different ways we can do that everything from reading sutras listening to dharma talks by teachers or videos if you don't have one close to you but we're trying to understand learn the buddhist teachings but as i mentioned these are all interconnected right as we go through the other ones you will find that wisdom will come through for example meditative concentration or through understanding a particular teaching or concept. So it's not independent in itself where you could just be a bookworm or intellectual and just study and poof, become enlightened. It doesn't work that way. You have to be well-rounded in this threefold training. We also have conduct or morality. And actually the Buddha said, if you could really just fully practice this one alone, you could become enlightened because when we look at the Buddha or other enlightened beings such as his followers or bodhisattvas or other Buddhas, they are the embodiment of right conduct and morality. And that's what we want to be as an enlightened being when we can become a Buddha or a bodhisattva or arhat. This is what we're trying to achieve because everything else falls into place with that. But just practicing conduct morality by itself won't get us there either just because we are 
ignorant of the truth, so we need wisdom. And we have not tamed or controlled our minds, so we need meditative concentration. So conduct and morality, this particular training is encompassed of right speech, right livelihood, and right action in the Buddha's Noble Eightfold Path. And this is largely what you find a lot of Buddhists from around the world are practicing. Yes, they are also doing the other parts of the threefold training, but they usually are focusing on this one primarily in their everyday lives as they're interacting with people, their family members, friends, family, workplace, customers, you name it. They are trying to practice morality, conduct, because as you're doing that, you are stripping down the greed, the anger, that's part of the three fires or three poisons of greed, anger, and delusion or ignorance. And this is what we want to get rid of. That gets us to, that when we get rid of the three fires, that, that's enlightenment right there. So this morality and conduct is so important to a Buddhist practice. And then we have discipline or meditative concentration. Now, this particular practice is what most people are familiar with, whether you see imagery or you see videos, you see Buddhists doing city meditation, but it's much more than that. So in the Eightfold Path, this encompasses right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration. So that right concentration is usually what we think of with sitting meditation, right? But it's everything from, yes, sitting meditation, but also reciting, chanting, maybe a Buddhist name. That's also right concentration because you're focusing on the qualities of a Buddha. You are single-mindedly doing this, which falls into right mindfulness and also right effort. So right effort is so important. If you do not have the discipline to be on this path, to follow the threefold training, how can you ever get to the end of the path? Awakening, enlightenment, nirvana, you're not going to get there. So the threefold training are all practiced in many, many different ways by the different traditions, but they generally encompass all these three things. For example, maybe you are in whatever particular Buddhist tradition right now, you're likely going to have the scriptures, the sermons of the Buddha, whether that's in Theravada or Mahayana, you're going to have those ones that you're reading. Now, you also have where there are teachers, or there's books or videos or maybe a podcast or audio, whatever. You are learning about the Buddhist teachings and Buddhist concepts. This is all that cultivation of wisdom because as those parts of the Eightfold Path, right understanding and right thought, you're trying to have your thoughts in accord with the Buddha's teachings, with this aspiration to become enlightened, awakened. But we have to understand as well. And as laypersons especially, we're not fully in the Buddhist world like a monastic might be every single second of our day. For, for example, we have work, we have family lives, we got friends, we got all these other things going on, whereas a monastic is constantly surrounded by that. So this right understanding we have to get from teachers. They are so important to us. And those monastics, this is where they 
mutually help us, and this is the cultivation of merits as well, where we are supporting the monastics, the Sangha, and they are in turn supporting us by helping us understand the Buddha's teachings, that wisdom, that prajna. And as I mentioned earlier, it's also when we start practicing and cultivating morality and concentration, the other parts of threefold training, we are also helping us with understanding and gaining this wisdom, this prajna, we're going to get these little sparks or insight into different Buddhist concepts, sparks of enlightenment, if you will, sparks of wisdom. And that's what we want because we're trying to build ourselves. We're trying to understand these concepts so we can really hone in on that conduct morality portion. So we understand this tool of meditative concentration and how it's helping us. We want to encompass all of this. So wisdom, especially important. You're going to have those all the different traditions out there. But again, you can't just have your head buried in a book or just watching videos. You got to do things as well. That's where the morality and the concentration portions come in. So with the cultivation of morality, we have the right speech, right livelihood, and right action. And we can think of all of this really as karma, right? Or generating karmic actions. When we look at the morality one, this is really where we are doing things in the world where we are generating karma. So right speech, your words can cut like a knife, right? You could say something mean or or, or wrong or, or whatever. And when we look at this morality conduct portion, it's really going to be those five precepts that we as laypersons try to uphold. Now, monastics, they got hundreds of precepts. We only got these five, but they're so important because they do hone in on this cultivation of morality portion. So right speech, we don't want to lie. We don't want to hurt others. We don't want to harm others, right? And so that is our karma of our speech, our mouth, what we're saying. And that is something we have to be very mindful of as well, too, right? Going into that discipline or meditative concentration portion of the threefold training. So we want to be mindful of that. We just don't want to just say things that are going to hurt others because it's creating karmic actions that we don't want to create. You're going to be unwholesome in nature. And that also goes into right livelihood. What are you doing? Not just in your job, but in your life. Are you in something that is creating karmic actions that are unwholesome? That's in the Buddhist concept, not helping you reach enlightenment and helping others. Are you harming others? So we have to look at what we're doing as far as the right livelihood portion, not just our job, but who you're hanging out with, what you're doing. It's livelihood. But you see sometimes where it's very much focused on work, it's, it's beyond that. It's your livelihood. And then right action. What are you doing? Karma, right? Are you hurting people? Are you doing things that are in accord with the Buddhist teachings? And essentially, are you trying to generate wholesome karma? Things that are along that path. So when we look at the cultivation of morality, right speech, right livelihood, right action, we can see how we can really align now with the Buddha's teachings. Right speech could easily be where you are reciting a sutra, and that could be part of your daily practice. Right livelihood, 
maybe you're going to a temple and you are maybe going to classes there and you're participating in the, the ceremonies and the different events and right action. Are you doing things that are helping others? The charity, loving kindness, compassion. What are you doing as far as this morality conduct portion? And when we look at it from a very high level view, we go, of course, this is easy to do. But in real life, we slip up so many times because we are ignorant of the truth of what the Buddha taught. And so we have the resulting delusion based upon that, where we think we are doing the right things, but it's not the right things. That's why wisdom is so important to this entire threefold training. And then that leads us with the discipline or meditation portion of it, where we're trying to get this meditative concentration. And we have the right effort, which I think is a really important part of the threefold training, and especially this discipline category. As I mentioned, if you are not putting in your effort in the Buddhist training, in Buddhist practice, what are you doing? Are you just trying to become an intellectual so you can say, oh, yes, I understand these concepts? Are you trying to go, oh, I'm a good person? Or are you trying to actually go down this path? And for a lot of layperson Buddhists, it may all look very overwhelming where I don't think I can ever become enlightened. This is too hard. You, you should really look at it this way. It's effort. If you were going to a, the gym and you wanted to become either healthier or have put on more muscle, whatever it might be, you have to make this constant effort. And it doesn't mean that you have to go in, in the Buddhist sense now, into a week-long meditative retreat where that's all you're doing. Or let's go back to my gym example, where you're going to do the heaviest weights right away. Well, guess what? You're going to either get hurt, discouraged, whatever, in either the gym example I gave you or in the Buddhist example I gave you, and you're going to give up. So effort just means a steady, constant effort. You have the belief and the, the feeling that, yes, the Buddha's teachings are what I want to follow. Yes, I may not fully understand all of these concepts and teachings, but this feels right to me, and this is what I want to constantly go down this path on so that I can become enlightened. And whether I become enlightened or not in this lifetime, the effort I'm putting into it is what I want to do. I realize that being a human is a rare and miraculous thing, and we have this rare opportunity to practice the Buddhist teachings, the Dharma. And so this is what I want to do. And this can be everything from wisdom, morality, meditative concentration, all of these are being practiced. You don't have to hurt yourself in the religious aspect here, where you're just kind of going all in, then get discouraged and just quit. No, it's that steady, constant effort. Right mindfulness is wonderful. You hear so much about mindfulness in our world, but when it comes to right mindfulness and the Buddhist concept, we are looking at it in our everyday life. And you can go right back to all of these different parts of the threefold training. Mindfulness, 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 mindful of the Buddhist teachings, mindful of our karmic actions and morality, conduct, mindful of how we're practicing our effort and our meditative concentration. We are being mindful of these things and also our interactions. Karma is what's trapping us in this cycle of rebirth but we're not mindful 
of how we are interacting, what we are doing, what we're even practicing. So being mindful sounds simple. And you see, so again, so much about this in our world. But in the Buddhist concept, we're looking at mindfulness as a way to become enlightened. Now, I want to give you this example. When you look at the Buddha or a Bodhisattva or other Buddhas or enlightened beings like Arhats, they are mindful in every single moment. Remarkable. So right now, we're not very mindful. Our mind has taken us all over the place. It's very much likened to like a bull or an ox or a monkey. It's just kind of dragging us all over the place and we're latching on to that tail and letting it drag us wherever we want to be drugged to, but then we're dropped. So these thoughts we cling on to are temporary, they're permanent, but we're, we're clinging to them. And this is just one of many different parts. I'm not going deeply into it, but we are easily distracted, so to speak. Mindfulness is hard, but we get to mindfulness through the practice of the threefold training, especially the discipline category of it. So if you look at the Buddha, again, he was mindful in every moment because he had that wisdom, that prajna. He had that correct morality or conduct, and he had that right discipline there. So when he was encountering different situations or events or things, he was mindful of them. And that mindfulness is what we're looking at at the Buddha and these enlightened beings. They're mindful. They're aware of what's actually going on when they're coupling that with the wisdom. So when they're mindful, they see things and they truly are. And that truly are, the way they're able to understand it, is through the wisdom, through that prajna. And in turn, that allows them to act in correct conduct and morality. Beautiful. Beautiful the way this threefold training kind of works in that way. We can look at our mindfulness as a way of understanding okay, should I think before I speak? Or what did I just say? Or should I just take a second to understand what's actually going on here? Or maybe you should ask a thoughtful question. Remember, karma is something we want to generate on the wholesome side, not the unwholesome side. And the wholesome side is generated through proper Buddhist practice and techniques. And that leaves us with right concentration. And so this right concentration or meditative concentration, again, we, we largely look at with sitting meditation, but not all laypersons do that. It was mostly a monastic practice for a very long time and became very popular in our modern world. So with right concentration, it's everything from invoking the name of a Buddha or mindfully visualizing a Buddha's qualities, for example, chanting, recitation, all these different things also are part of a right concentration. It's just not sitting meditation. And you can sometimes see in practices in different traditions where this is kind of intermingled. You may have the chanting and the invocation, and you might also have the sitting meditation. So you might have many, many different things which encompass this right concentration. But what we're trying to do in this one is to settle, tame, and control our distracted wild mind because that's what's preventing us from being mindful. It's what's preventing us from really having that right effort. It's 
making us do all those wrong, unwholesome karmic actions, you know, not allowing us to really practice conduct and morality. And it's not allowing us to really understand or even be able to even see prajna, to be able to get his wisdom, right understanding, right thought. So when you see Buddhists through many different ways, again, sitting meditation or maybe chanting or recitation, they're trying to single-mindedly focus the mind so they can settle the mind. All those monkeys jumping around or the bull or the ox just dragging you around, those are those, your, your mind, your thoughts trying to drag you in all these different places. Because remember, the three fires of greed, anger, and ignorance and the resulting delusion is what's really causing those karmic actions. So the threefold training, I kind of liken it to putting water, trying to put out this fire. So if we look at those at, at the three fires of greed, anger, and delusion or ignorance, when we look at fire, fire is made up of different things, right? It needs a fuel source. It needs oxygen, air. It needs really the spark to, to light it up, right? And so when we're looking at the threefold training, it's almost like you're a firefighter trying to put out the three fires, the three poisons inside Buddhism. And the way you do that are through wisdom, conduct, morality, and discipline or meditative concentration. This is the Buddha's fire extinguisher, or fire hose, whatever you want to call it, to put out those three fires. And when you put out the three fires, what you're left with is nirvana, our goal as Buddhists, because when we fully practice this, fully get this, fully understand this, and it's our life, we become awakened to the truth, prajna, wisdom. We become enlightened beings, conduct, morality. And we are able to exist in our true natural state of nirvana, which is the extinction or blowing out of the three fires of greed, anger, and ignorance or delusion. We're no longer clinging and craving to things that fuel it and keep us trapped in a cycle of rebirth. We now have this wisdom, this prajna, so that ignorance is gone and the resulting delusion based upon that. This is how we're supposed to live. And the Buddha's threefold training as part of the Eightfold Path is, in my opinion, a wonderful way to practice Buddhism. And again, you'll see this practice in many different ways throughout Buddhism. So when you look at ceremonies and rituals and all these different things going on, you may look at it sometimes skeptically going, well, what's going on there? It's the threefold training. There's many, many different ways that us as laypersons are able to practice the threefold training, even if you don't even realize you're practicing it. So if you're new to Buddhism, get involved with your temple, get involved with the ceremonies and practice them and, and join in. You're not going to get it all right away, and that's perfectly okay. There are hundreds of millions of Buddhists around the world which don't fully understand everything, and they've been practicing this all their lives. It's been part of their religion, for example, maybe in their country. But they have that effort. They, they want to practice. They're going to go to the temple. They're going to engage in those ceremonies and rituals, and so can you. And these things that are happening there have been developed over 2,600 years, or at least hundreds of years, and for a majority of these Buddhist countries. So you're doing things that are just not random. They're there for a purpose, to help you with the threefold training. 
Do you have any questions about the threefold training? I'd like to hear back from you. You can leave me a comment on this podcast. If you're on Spotify, or you can send me a message from my website, alanpito.com. I look forward to talking with you in our next episode. And if you have any suggestions on any type of podcast topics you'd like me to talk about, just send me a message. I'd like to hear from you.